Hi, everyone. This is Anthony Diaz with the Pop Health Show. And the show is for anyone that has a strong passion for making people healthier in this world. I'm really enthused, really excited to have Kevin Holtman on the show today. So Kevin is with Kaiser, Kaiser Permanente. He's with the Hatch Group, the CEO office of Kaiser Permanente. Uh, hopefully I've got that intro right, but uh, long story short, he's done some awesome stuff. He's doing some great community stuff. He's passionate about health. And uh, Kevin, thanks for peeling off time to do this. Thank you. Happy to be here. <laughs> well, Kevin, tell me a little bit about your background. Tell me a little bit about you know your origin story and maybe the series of events that you've gone through in your life that have led you to become the person you are. Sure. Um, so my background is in finance consulting and marketing. Um, most of my career was in the finance consulting space. Um, and I did that and I was very, very good at it. Um, and it was a good living, that kind of thing. But I didn't didn't wake up and want to really kick butt in it. Mm -hmm. uh, and a couple of years ago, I came over to Kaiser Permanente in finance. Um, and I was doing good in finance, but I got started to get in touch with the healthcare industry. And um, what got me so much more close to that was um, helping start up a internal talent community for those who want to do something more above and beyond their day job and get in touch with this very noble mission we have around improving the communities we serve, improving health um, of the nation, that kind of thing. Um, so in starting that talent community up, uh, which consisted of professional development, meetups, and then... Uh, stretch project work. Uh, mm -hmm. We built some momentum and built a movement of employees um, that really went internally viral, got featured in a couple of uh, uh, media outlets like Wall Street Journal and Forbes, and, and really started to do something that brought people together across regions, functions, generations, even the union and medical group. Uh, and that caught the attention of our leadership team, and they invited us to come and speak to uh, the C-suite, the regional presidents about how did you create this thing uh, where mm -hmm. people do uh, more for the organization and for community health uh, and their development and no one's getting paid extra to do it and they're just doing it because they believe in it and mm. what should we do next? Uh, and we went through that journey and um, told them our story and then told them some of our ideas and one of those ideas they thought was uh, pretty exciting and they said, show us. Uh, and gave some mm -hmm. seed funding to start a new team that was funded out of the CEO office here at Kaiser Permanente. And um, we we wrote our own job descriptions and uh, launched that team in 2016 and prototyped this concept of um, stretch projects for the workforce. So really, really scaling that. Uh, and it worked really well uh, and is mm. now one of the biggest talent programs in the company. And they said, oh, wow. show us do more of that, uh, and what's next? Uh, so they increased our funding and hired a few more folks, and then my role became, uh, what what could be that third big thing that's totally unique um, to the operations of the organization that could mm -hmm. make a meaningful difference? So that's, that's how I got here, um, and I run towards Mondays, um, and I'm just really seeking to see what, what mark can I make on healthcare, because we desperately need more. Awesome. Awesome. So Kevin, um, you know, as you know, so what, what I appreciate you, uh, about you is this, this interesting intersection of your background of, you know, business, finance, uh, healthcare, uh, high, high regard and high standard for personal health, energy, and, and obviously 
uh, entrepreneurism, right? And, and being entrepreneurial. Um, and so it's really exciting. And then not to mention doing that in navigating a system and getting uh, a movement going through, uh, you know, the country's, you know, most, most innovative uh, health system, right? Um, I'd love to hear a little bit more on kind of what you're working on, but more specifically, like the topic that you're working on right now that has your most fascination. And so I'd love for you to go a little bit deeper and, and tell us a little bit about, you know, and maybe that converges with the project that you're working on here. Uh, but just love to hear a little bit more why you're passionate about it, you know, and, and maybe inform our listeners a little bit more on, on why this is so important, especially the, this community focus. Um, so there's two things that are really part of my, my why, my personal why that just gets me absolutely fired up. Mm -hmm. and, and at the meta level, it's how do you connect passion to action? Mm -hmm. uh, and I feel like all of us have this like pilot light in us and it's just sort of flickering for most, mm -hmm. um, but everybody has a fuel that's going to ignite them. Mm -hmm. And what we try and do is connect give that fuel, find the right fuel that ignites your pilot light. And when I say that, it's through the workforce and then it's through the community. Mm -hmm. And so that that to me is like a really meta, um, part of the reason, part mm. my personal why, but part of the reason why our team exists mm -hmm. is we unleash potential by connecting people to meaningful work or something meaningful in their life. Um, and that ripples back into their day jobs and personal life. Mm. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the other part of that, um, that that is exciting to me is how do you reframe um, what I should do in my health or I should do in giving back to what I can do? Because mm -hmm. these are things that are intrinsic drivers of happiness. People get a bump in their baseline happiness when they give back to others, when they're healthy, when they have shared experiences, when they have strong relationships. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, there's either a stigma or through all these great technology advancements we've had um, over the decades, we've, we've automated out movement, connections, simplicity, uh, and we are, we're left, left with uh, social isolation, which I'm particularly interested in that uh, mm -hmm. emerging space, um, uh, unhealthy lifestyles, um, and then a heavily medicated fix me sort of environment. Uh, and, and that's part of the, what I hope I can make a mark on in connecting people to passion. And then that amplifies through the workforce and then reframing what I should do to what I can't do. Mm -hmm. I, I love it. I love it. Um, what I love about this is, is is the energy behind it. You know, it's it's a very important, uh, not just movement, but but basically the intersection of you know creating that passion, that connection of, of purpose, um, and with people's lives. You know, it's it's so interesting, right? We still live in a world where it's counterintuitive. It's it's almost turning the corner, right? People are starting to realize that you know, drinking water, eating veggies, lots of them, going outside, sunlight, doing things you love loving yourself, loving others, being connected to your community. Like these are the things that matter. These are the things that are going to get you out of the hospital and make not, not optimize for not being sick, but really make you authentically healthy and happy. Um, I guess what I'd love to hear a little bit more about is, um, you know, what are the fundamentals of how you're executing? You know, like how do you pull off something like this, right? You're kind of talking about community behavior change. What are some of the mechanics, maybe tactics? Like, what's the difference that makes the difference? 
Yeah. So um, I, th I think there's a ton of energy and money and resource around using the online and technology, uh, which can create tremendous impact and scale. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, really using the online to bring people back into being humans, <laughs> staying humans, yeah. offline. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, so how do you how do you leverage the technology and the things that people already use and do and nudge them? Uh, through a reframe into doing something that's good for them and others. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's one. Uh, another, which I think we specialize in, is the power of movement, community, and ground up. Mm. Um, and, and I think those are correlated. So the reframe from what you can do uh, or should do to can do. And um, how do you make it ridiculously easy for people to discover, join, take a small part and make it their own either mm -hmm. through a workforce movement or a, a citywide passion project for health like how do you how do you make that really easy and then so that you see other people doing it so mm -hmm. building the momentum is important too so you can have the best strategy deck the best vision statement the best meetings if nothing actually happens and other people are seeing it happen then it didn't really matter mm -hmm. um so we try and take um a vision for something that is a vision for more as possible when we do it together and then break it up into a thousand parts and make it easy to contribute towards it. Mm. Mm. A lot in the way that your strengths or your passion or your time or whatever you, your superpower is like, let's take that superpower and re you know, reinvigorate it and put it towards something that's going to drive uh, a positive impact. Um, that's good for others. And along those lines, Kevin, so how does what you're, you're doing here, which is super, super phenomenal and fascinating in, in its execution, what, what is what you're doing here look like? What's the definition of success like of it in the future? And, I, and along those lines as well, furthermore, I'd love to hear about your vision for health in the future. Like how do these two converge? Like what is this, this community uh, vision? What does it manifest to? What are we, where are we going in healthcare? And I just love to hear a little bit more on, on um, you know, what the, what this optimistic future of health looks like to you. Well, so it's, it depends on the program. So the, the tricky part of our our group is, mm -hmm. not, you know, we're, we've got these real unique ideas in very different parts of healthcare. So one is this opportunity marketplace for employees to go in and join a stretch project. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like LinkedIn meets Match.com for stretch projects. So you could have a project around our medical school and have a finance and IT and HR and a project manager working on it. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, it, the future uh, and the aspiration for that uh, at its most meta level is, um, can we break down silos in the organization? Can we create a more dynamic and fluid workforce? Mm -hmm. uh, can we and this is one of the this is one of the most unexpected uh, benefits of that particular program is the beauty of cognitive diversity on a project so cognitive diversity shows up when um, maybe you have an hr problem and you've got four hr experts looking through an hr lens at it mm. sometimes we found if you bring up finance and hr and it and a marketer who have very much different skill sets, past experience, and way of looking at and thinking about the world, 
Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can pull something right in front of you or imagine something totally different that you would never see because your HR lens, which is important to have, was blocking it. Right. Um, so so that for the workforce is some of the, the aspiration piece, that program around um, the, the, the community health collaboration. That to me is how do we connect and amplify um, the passionate people and organizations out there to do something together that's benefiting the city and everybody is giving a little bit and getting a little bit out of it. So we've got this hypothesis that um, uh, organizations and people want to work together, They'll, they, but it's got to be easy um, and more is possible when they collaborate because it's like the nonprofit CBO Hunger Games out there. It's <laughs> fragmented, it's survivalist. Um, by its by its design so Mm -hmm. the experiment we're running uh here in oakland and the intention is if it works to scale to other cities is if we have a unique identity and take a convening orchestrator role will nonprofits, will local businesses will community leaders uh work together and build a sharing platform to increase their audience to build their skills to prototype new programming uh that's health-centered and overall amplify their missions and to the community. Uh, mm-hmm. And so we're co-designing, co-building, and powering it by people who want to work together and do something good that's for the community and that the sum of our efforts together um, is can be much greater than the individual parts. So that's the aspiration uh, for that one. I love it, I love it. No, it's such a powerful, <laughs> Mission, focus, and execution. And, uh, uh, one, right. uh, one thing I'll, I'll also add on that is th- this gets, you know, um, it sounds a little kumbaya or <laughs> Maybe um, that's, that's the experiment we're running. Mm-hmm. But um, there, there's an article in, out of healthcare finance or CFOs and um, healthcare around all healthcare entities see the importance importance of social determinants of health and investing in the community, that kind of thing. Um, the unfortunate part is uh, we compete as healthcare companies too. Um, mm. So if I invest in the community, what if they go become an Aetna member? You know, I just made my competitors member healthier. Stronger, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I the ROI specifically to my group. And part of the ethos of this platform, and I don't is the, the whole the whole there is no competitor in it right like, literally in the future i want s- perhaps sutter or blue cross to be collaborators through this um citywide passion project because if we all put something in it we can all get something out um and that's good for our employees that's good for our community that's good for branding um that's good for the bottom line and overall health Mm-hmm. And, and hopefully for the nation, because uh, there's another uh, research piece that we've talked about last uh, recently was unfortunately in the U.S. Um, our we put less money on the upfront investment in society and pay for it on the fixed fee on the back end. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, an article was around we put I think 55 cents in for every on the front end societal investment for every dollar we spend on medical services on the back end 
Mm -hmm. whereas a number of OECD members spend about $2 on social service programs for every dollar they spend on medical care. So they're mm -hmm. making that upfront investment on happiness and health and paying less on the back end uh, for the, the fix me. Um, that's where my passion is. How do we emphasize the reversal of that and make investments versus like paying the price later and um, poor outcomes? Amazing. Yeah, no, I, I love it. Yeah. And, it, and the phenomenon and the social determinants of health, but yeah, it's a, it's a powerful experiment. I would even call it, you know, it's, it's almost like you're creating a new high standard for, for this like connection between a, a system and the community and a city. And I, I guess I'm just excited to hear about this blueprint and, you know, hopefully the copy and pasting and adoption of this blueprint um, yeah. further. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kevin, you know, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, too often these things are one way right uh, we want to do things with the community not to the community uh -huh. uh, so that's where the co-design and co-build comes into play and it's it's like nonprofits are like in this early stage they're like having an allergic reaction uh wait you, you want to know what my actual needs are i thought i was just supposed to run and jump wherever i need to run and jump in order to get a grant um, uh -huh. and, and, and we're taking a very human-centered intentional approach of um every benefit everybody benefits and the city benefits mm -hmm. if we're all our best self uh so i just wanted to like add that last bit there absolutely absolutely kevin um you know um the one thing i'm, I'm wondering like so I guess my last question here, and I want to be sensitive to your time, is more along lines on, on a personal health basis, right? So I can imagine you're the type of guy that you could probably take anyone on the planet that's struggling, you know, with nutrition or fitness and, and probably help them, you know, reach a whole new plateau in a short period amount of time. You'd probably be like your ultimate, you know, personal trainer. But I'm curious, like, what's a, what are some health routines you do on a, on a monthly, weekly, daily basis that keep your engine going that really, you know really work for you i just love to hear more about on a personal well-being standpoint yeah. so so um in the words of our ceo the head is connected to the body mm -hmm. healthcare often they're detached mm -hmm. um, and that same approach uh to my personal life um and i think it starts with um how do you prime yourself at the beginning and end of your day mm -hmm. um, so i'm i'm very in intentional with some some rituals I have in the morning and the end of my day. So the way that I start my morning is get up, get out, um, some sort of movement or exercise, whether that be a weight training or running or you know something like that. Mm -hmm. um, although it is very was hard to start doing that, there is no better way to start your day than right. get up through it, in my opinion. And then after I do that, um, so that's the body. I do the mind. Mm -hmm. um, the way I do the mind is my what I call goals and gratitude sheet. So it's a simple, um, there's a like a Google sheet where there's a row for every day. And then I write three things I'm grateful for and I relish those three things. Mm -hmm. I do it with a dire, you know, diary. Um, I write down three things I want to accomplish today and look mm -hmm. at the previous day to see if I accomplished those. And then I track a few like, you know, metrics, like how did I sleep? You know, am I excited today? You know, did I, what, how well did I exercise? You know, that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, and then I visualize and then I capture a beautiful moment. Um, oh, wow. So that, you know, there's a lot there. Um, and then 
the last thing I do is I look at my fundamental aspirations or midterm that with midterm goals associated with it and think, what can I do today that can get me a little bit closer to at least one of those? Right. Uh, what I've done is create, created gratitude. Um, I've been in, reflected on my goals, long-term goals and aspirations, and now have came up with a couple of very specific plans today that I'm going to do to get me towards it. And then I'm going to look at it and track it by checking the next day. Uh, so it's sort of like a physical mental health priming and rituals followed by some life hacking uh, approaches. Um, and that's how I, you know, start my day. And then the end of the day, I, um, you know, reflect on that as well. I love it. I love it, Kevin. Um, super powerful, very inspiring. Uh, some of what you're mentioning, um, I need to step it up <laughs> for sure. So I'm inspired. Um, very inspired. Uh, very says a lot about your background, your discipline. And um, it, it, it's great, not, not just as the head connected to the body, but obviously you as a leader in this area and pushing it forward, you know, obviously that, that energy, that vibration is going to make it into your program. One, thing, oh, yeah. one real quick thing I'll add with that is I, the reason I started this is I was on an air a flight and I read about this, um, I think this guy who had gotten paralyzed and he got huh. real depressed and that sort of thing. And he started doing, got introduced to the power of gratefulness and then he used that to fuel him to motivate, like, I am going to walk again. Mm. Uh, over the course of four months, he was able to walk again. Uh, and I read that article in 2012, and or 2013, and I started sparingly doing this. And then when I got real consistent doing it every day, even when I'm on vacation, it has completely changed my life for the better in how my mindsets are, uh, how I am physically health-wise, and most importantly, what I've been able to accomplish. It's like reorienting to your North Star every day versus like at New Year's resolution time or your yeah. goals or something like that. That constant firing yeah. and nudging is really important. I, I can relate to that. You know, and another thing along those lines that I, myself and my family have been doing a lot more is like, you, you know, you pray before you eat and you're like, you kind of go through the same ritual and it drones on a little bit and it gets, you know, um, and so what we've been doing a lot more and I've been doing a lot more is, is trying to use, uh, you know, meals and food as that trigger time to express gratefulness and thankfulness and kind of like say it out loud and think about it and be a lot more broad. Uh, about it and, 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 uh, specific, I think. And that's been helping me out a ton as well. Uh, and it's funny you say that it's just something that's just, I don't know, recently that's just awoken in me to, 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 re to use that as an anchor. But I, I love the techniques that you're citing here. And it's, I mean, it's super powerful. Words make a big difference. Words are magic, right? You got to say them, writing them down, being grateful. It attracts more. Um, oh, yeah. no, yeah. just like if you prime yourself, like I'm yeah. good or I'll work out next day or I'm tired, you know? You, you, it's like inception, you know? Oh yeah. That oh, yeah. positivity, action towards your goals, you know, understanding why you're down today versus another day. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, because I spent, you know, 70 minutes on social media. That's something else I track every day. Right. That affects my mental mood the more time I spend in social. So I have a goal to spend 30 or less across any platforms any given day. Uh, and even that's kind of fun. Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah, appreciate being on here. Uh, love what, what you guys are doing and uh, honored uh, to be a part of it. Looking forward to staying in touch. Absolutely, Kevin. And and what is the best way for people to get a hold of you if they'd like to engage with you on social media and knowing that you may not get back to them every day? So I'm, um, you know, so I'm pretty responsive to stuff. I just try not to get stuck in the right. 
right point. Um, yeah. So, it's, you know, it's my first name and last name. I'm very, I'm the only Kevin Halteman on the internet. So I better never do anything bad. <laughs> so at, you know, on Twitter, it's, you know, at Kevin Halteman or on LinkedIn, you just search Kevin Halteman, uh, H-A-L-T-E-M-A-N. Uh, and happy to engage with other like-minded or uh, passionate people. Awesome, Kevin. Awesome, Kevin. This was this was super powerful. This was this was great. I really appreciate your time. All right, honored to be here, and um, keep on doing the good work. Amen. Amen, Kevin. Thanks so much. Really appreciate Amen. it. Thanks Amen. so much. All right.